Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we don't care what the critics have to say about the movies we want to watch. In fact, actually, we do care. We care if they said, no, don't watch this in aggregate. And they say, no, this is a bad movie. Don't you see this in aggregate? Of course, we're not talking about individual critics. We're talking about what Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic say the critics said on the whole. And we say, no. We won't listen to you. You say this movie failed. We say, yeah, maybe, but probably not for the reasons you said. Or we say, oh, no, this movie's beautiful. Everyone should watch it. Dust this baby off. Put it in your eyeballs. See how you feel about it. Yeah, that's exactly what we say every single time, Amber. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Megan? Mm-hmm. On a very related note, I met with a trainer the other day. <laughs> okay. What kind of trainer, Amber? A dog trainer because uh-huh. my dog has some behavioral issues. What? Muppet? Yeah, no, sweet. No, that doesn't seem correct. Sweet little 13-pound shaggy bearded brown dynamo of dog hatred mm, yes. and animosity. Well, I can only see like a third of your face. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm just sorry. looking at. Sorry, let me. I, I, I have it so that, okay. Is that better? That's better. I mean, I, I could see like half of one of your eyes. It's it, it half of your face is one thing, but half of one of your eyes was just off-putting. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. I'm terribly sorry to interrupt myself, to interrupt you, and to interrupt the fair listener's listening experience. I continue. My dog has dog aggression issues. He's very small. He's very angry. He's very fearful. He is what you might call an insecure dominant dog. Uh-huh. He's both very insecure, but pretty sure he should be in charge, but not sure that he's sure that he should be in charge. It's mm-hmm. a it's an unfortunate powder keggy combination of explosive rage and then running and then more explosive rage. Right. All within a dog that, you know, could be snapped in half pretty much by any other dog. Uh, that's really bad. I mean, it, I am not worried he's going to hurt another dog. I am mm-hmm. worried another dog is going to be like, the fuck you say? And then, yes, snap him in half. And that's yeah. a very real possibility because one of the dogs we live with, he's fine with. The other one, as I mentioned in earlier podcasts, wants to murder. Um, yes. This is a very long way of saying, I finally met with a dog trainer. They're very expensive. And yeah. um, this one insists on... It's a $200 90-minute training evaluation. And I thought, okay, okay, okay. So he's going to evaluate Muppet, see what his issues are, ask me some questions, get a feel for what he does, and then kind of evaluate what the best training options will be and whether or not Muppet will respond to certain things. I mean, training, evaluation. That, I feel like, was a reasonable expectation. Sure, sure, especially with a dog that has kind of these issues that are, you know, relatively uh, 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 important issues. It's not like you want him to sit or, you know, um, lay down. You want him to, you know, not die. Yeah, no, this is this is not obedience training. This is not trick right. training. This is this is behavioral modification. Yes. Uh, and I the thing about me is i actually understand a lot of it on paper in the same Mm -hmm. way that i can read a book about how cars work Mm -hmm. but then i don't think i can fix a car unless somebody shows me i need to see it i need to be told what to do it's not all going to be in the book and the book isn't entirely going to make sense i'm not going to read freaking gray's anatomy and then just start cutting on people that's not how you do i'm pretty sure yes Mm mm-hmm 
So it, I understand all of the concepts. I just, I really need somebody to look at me, look at him and tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. No ego. I know I'm fucking up. What this 90 minutes was, mm -hmm. was neither training nor evaluation. He asked me no questions about my dog and just spent 90 minutes explaining dog behavior to me. Again, well, that's... fine if I had no concept of it. I guess. But I clearly did. None of mm -hmm. this was new information. And it, it was 90 minutes of him psychologically preparing potential clients for what to expect moving forward if they had no clue what the field of dog behavior was, no idea how dog brains worked, and no idea how behavioral training worked in any way. There were, there were handouts. Uh -huh, to explain uh -huh. dog brain and human brain and instinct versus, you know, front brain stuff. And it was, I'm sure, very useful to somebody sure. who, who had not looked into these things, just got a cute dog and the dog started exploding. As I stood there realizing no training or evaluation was going to happen, and he was getting to the end of his spiel, I was like, oh, the 90 minutes is up and I have just been talked at for a while. He's a perfectly nice person and I agree with all of these things that he's saying, but this is not actively helping me. I finally started I describing my dog. Oh, oh, I see. You got to the dog part about I 89 minutes in. And, and I will say, just to, to interrupt one moment, is I, I too have gone to a dog trainer recently. Um, it was a group class. Um, I actually very much enjoyed it. And uh, the... Uh, uh, trainer he uh gave a similar spiel kind of to catch everybody in the class up and it took i don't know 10 minutes five ten minutes of the beginning of class to kind of like hey this is how you should think about like how your dog's perceiving things and how you're perceiving things okay now that we kind of have that as a basis we'll touch upon it as we go along with everything that we do but I'm not going to lecture to you and your dogs for an hour because all we have is an hour. So let's just like set this up and then we'll ask questions as we go along. Oh, boy. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Amber's holding up a, a very uh, educational document of a human brain and a dog brain with like arrows and things. Uh, it, it's just two circles, by the way, cut in half. And, like, <laughs> and animal uh, instinct is on one side and thinking slash domestication is on the other side. Um, yeah. Oh, I really I mean, actually enjoyed yeah. this one too. It's just mm. a scale. <laughs> what? Okay. From zero to 10 with five oh. in the middle. Yes, okay. Um, and what we want, we want the dog to be zero to five. But if he gets from five to ten. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, from what you're showing me, this is the stuff that my trainer told me. But in here's the thing about teaching something. Like, you can't just lecture at somebody for two hours. Oh, boy. More. We're getting more and more of these... Uh, We've got a comfort zone and we've got a fear zone, a learning zone. Yeah, you can't actually, you can't learn mm -hmm. in the fear zone, Megan. Well, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, I, I keep interrupting with my good, good $200 worth of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you better show those off. That was $200 worth of, of handouts there. But but in any case, if you're, if you're, if you're teaching somebody something, like, you want to give them, like, the basics, and then as you, like, start you know, with learning and, and say an experiment or, or in this case, dog training, you want to reinforce those basics. Like, obviously, with dog training, most of the training is training the human people, right, to um, interact with their dogs in a way that their dogs understand. But like, you can't 
all lecture and no demonstration. You've got to demonstrate to reinforce the things that you're talking about. Anyway, Amber, so you're saying 89 minutes in, you got to actually talk about your dog? Yeah, this wasn't attempting to actually teach me anything. It was all intended to mentally prepare me for what teaching me something would be. So it was $200 of... Mm. Here's why you're not allowed to get mad at me when we do progress with training because I tell you you're weak. Because I'm telling you that you are presenting weak body language, not that you as a person are weak. Or when I criticize the way you do something, it is all for the purpose in serving this. I'm like, okay, you don't need to manage my feelings, you don't need to manage my expectations, and you don't need to teach me how this is going to go. What I need is, when Muppet do this, I don't know what to do. Please tell me how to serve my dog better because I'm clearly doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this in less, you know, Amber being an asshole way, and it, it did not stop anything from happening. It was all, it, it, it was like he could not stop the spiel. I, I would have mm-hmm. watched a 90-minute video while doing something else. I, I would have, mm-hmm. it, it was basically an entry fee and then a lecture on don't be a dick when we start training you. Yeah, this sounds like a really, like... Let me just focus, Ember, on the trainer here, because that's my primary concern is 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 this person's time and effort. Um, I feel like the trainer themselves is wasting their time on you. I don't disagree. <laughs> like, and, and with everybody else, because like you said, if they're not interacting, if they're not asking questions, if they're not listening then you might as well have a video that you show rather than giving this spiel a <laughs> hundred times do it once have it like if yeah you have to watch this video before we meet with you yep before you're allowed to access any of your services watch this video in this instance is before you're allowed to access any of our services pay us 200 dollars, drive an hour and with your dog and then stand here for 90 minutes while i show you handouts and talk to you so i I, we get to the end of this Mm -hmm. and i said okay cool i guess this is it so my dog is aggressive to other dogs when they're sleeping and that was the Mm. like i said okay so i have a nine-year-old dog and and he's you know pretty aggressive and pretty reactive you know you still you feel like you know he'll probably respond to this he's like oh yeah yeah yeah. you know you just have to be really consistent and it's like okay so he's lived with dogs he currently lives with oh he lives with dogs yeah no he he does one of them he's fine with one of him he attacks in his sleep you you he didn't ask if the dog lived with other dogs. He did not ask if the dog stuff. lived with other dogs. No, um, and, and so and and he subjected. So, okay, no, please go on. Sorry, so I've got he, more questions, but go on. It's, it's inconsequential because when I said he attacks them in their sleep, mm-hmm. that is the first moment he snapped out of his spiel. Yeah. He literally was taken physically aback. Yeah, and got an oh look on his face as he yeah. said the word. Oh, and then immediately started to try and moderate my expectations moving forward. Like, well, you can't change the dog personality. That He's always going to be the dog that he is. What we can try and do is try and mitigate some of the reactivity. It's like, okay, so you didn't really yeah. evaluate the situation really upfront when you spent 90 minutes explaining things to me that I already understand. What you were trying to tell me is that, hey, you know when you have a really annoying coworker, they act like they're your supervisor when in reality mm-hmm. they're kind of not even in your department and technically yeah. they're lower than you on yeah. 
you know, the the hierarchy, and they're just kind of like snipping at you all the time and being a real dick, and it's just really frustrating. Yeah. Now imagine, in my uh-huh. case, that coworker follows oh. you home, waits for oh, you to no. fall asleep, breaks into your house, and then stands <laughs> over you with a knife until you wake up, and then stabs you in the leg. That's oh my god, my deal. That's a situation wow. I need HR to help me with right now. It's a yeah, little that's... bit higher than your normal level. What dog attacks another dog in their sleep? Yeah, it's not a. It's not a deal, Amber. No, 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 no. It and that for me was kind of the main breakdown of this training evaluation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that I was really, really hoping for an authentic hey. So here's what my situation is. Do you think your tools can help me? And instead right. I got, here's the way you should think about this. And here's yeah. what you need to know. And here's the tools yeah. that we use. Like, that's cool. That's great. You still don't know what I, you're dealing with. You're, you're acting like this is just a, a dog. Nah, this is a little time bomb. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in, in cute packaging. Yeah, well, Amber, at least you didn't like bring Muppet with you so that, you know, he also had to listen to an hour and a half long lecture. He stood in that unfamiliar space, it smelled of other dogs with a complete stranger after a very, he doesn't like the car, so it's a very stressful mm-hmm. ride for him mm-hmm. for 90 minutes and shook mm-hmm. the entire time. So, so you're saying you brought your dog with you? I was required to bring my dog, yes. And. He never even, like, talked about the dog that you brought with you. Uh, he did. He did. He was like, oh, there's an insecure dominant. And, you know, he's really, he's, he's very expressive and he's, he's, you know, really avoidant. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. He is standing behind me and trebling. Yeah. So that's all accurate stuff. Look at you. Good yeah. job. Well, and just, just knowing Muppet, um... You usually give him like a mild like sedative or whatever it is to like help his tum tum during travels. So you probably <laughs> couldn't give that to him. No, no, I wanted it to be a, a clean, clear headed evaluation. I mean, in retrospect, you could have absolutely one hundred percent, and it actually probably would have made it a better experience for him. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, I am having a little trouble with some sunk cost fallacy because, of course, I've yeah. paid I've paid this entry fee. And I I agree with everything he said, but I'm also just, I have now purchased access to a product that I have yet to have the ability to evaluate. I I know what he wants from me, but I Mm -hmm. don't yet know what he will provide me with. I have not seen him in action as a trainer yet. (laughs) Yeah. After 90 minutes and $200. (sighs) Well, uh, at least you're able to get that appointment right away and not, like, you know. It took two months, actually, to get in. Hmm. Well, I can't actually think of a silver lining, Amber. I've been trying. Yeah, this uh, this went poorly. This went poorly. Well, this speaking going poorly. <laughs> yeah, speaking of going poorly, Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Let, let's see. Is there a, a very good way of porting this across? Let's see. Um, no dogs in this movie. No training in this movie. Uh, it is ultimately disappointing. Um, sure, sure. So that I guess there's that. They both disappointed me. Yeah. Although I would say at least, I mean, this movie was was much better than listening to an hour and a half of 
stuff you already knew. It was a significantly better way to spend 90 minutes. And I'm not saying it disappointed me like womp womp. It was more, I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. It is sure. based on my childhood toys, but I also knew it was it was not very good. I knew it wasn't very good as a kid, but I still mm-hmm. enjoyed watching it. Uh, and in many ways, you know, I don't think I could appreciate Frank Langella's performance quite as much as a child. No, uh, I but- mean, who... Who could tell it was even him because he's unrecognizable under all his oh, the makeup uh, is amazing. skeletor makeup. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. But it, Masters of the Universe has some beautiful hidden adult gems in it. So in a way, sure. yeah. it actually wasn't that disappointing. So it has nothing to do with the story I just told you that took too long to say. Megan? Yes, Amber? Let's get into this by playing okay. a rousing game of witches, witches, mm-hmm. witches, witch, in which I will give you summaries from Metacritic, IMDb, Amazon, and Amber, and you shall tell me which is which is which is which. Okay, I'm ready. Are you, though? No. Oh, okay. Let's do this. The heroic warrior He-Man battles against the evil Lord Skeletor and his armies of darkness for control of Cra- Castle Grayskull. Okay. Mm, not exactly what the movie was about, but okay, short and to the point. Warrior yes. He-Man and his sidekicks seek a cosmic key to free a sorceress from Skeletor. Okay, that's actually more on target, okay. Yeah, I mean, the first one, they do battle him and kind of his armies, but they don't, I guess it is kind of ultimately for control of the castle, it, but... But, right, so, right, so, fundam- like, on a meta level, that is what it's about. On on what the movie is actually doing, very little of it is Skull and battling armies and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And. For the second one, they do seek a cosmic key to free a sorceress from Skeletor, but half the time they actually have the key. Right. And they're just kind of incapable of using it or using, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Three. The heroic warrior He-Man battles against Lord Skeletor and his armies of darkness for control of Castle Grayskull. Okay. And the final one. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mighty warrior He-Man must do battle with Skeletor and his many dark minions to save the universe, and more importantly, his own heart, from the toxic obsession of this somewhat skeletal Lord of Loneliness. Oh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Megan! Yes, Amber? Do tell me. Which is which is which is which? Uh, Amazon, IMDb, Metacritic, Amber. No. No. Oh, my. IMDb Amazon Metacritic Amber. IMDb Amazon Metacritic. Okay. Because IMDb and Metacritic are the ones that cheat off of I each other. I always fucking forget. I I cannot keep that in my brain. And Amazon was the one you said was the more accurate one. So it was a very yeah. confusing round. Yeah. Terribly yeah. sorry. I can't, why can't I... Anyway, one would think that that would be a giveaway for me, but the good news, dear listeners, is that I can't keep things like that in my brain. So it's always a, a, a yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucky for us, every day is a new day with Megan. Yeah. What? Hmm? To the critics' say? corner. Okay. Amber, what did Metacritic have to say? Ooh, that is a sweet 35 from the critics and a 44 from users. Wow, that that's stellar compared to the 22... Uh, um, for critics and 41 for the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What'd they have to say, Megan? Well, Amber, um, they didn't like it. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, uh, they, they didn't like Dolph Lundgren. Aww. I know, which seems kind of rude. Um, 
They really liked, at least a lot of folks really liked uh, the sur- superb villainy of Franklin Langella, uh, who plays Skeletor. Um, apparently, without him, Masters of the Universe would be as barren as an asteroid. Oh, okay. A lot of asteroids yes. in this movie and space. So good. There was no space. So good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they call it a, a, a misfire, and actually, misfire comes up a couple different times. Um, and then, of course, they also brought it back to Rambo because Dolph Lundgren was in Rambo um, and said that this hurt Dolph Lundgren's chances of being in any more Rambo-type movies. Anyway, uh, you know how critics do, Ember. They they like to relate it to the the, the relevant things at hand. Like comparing it to the other movies that the people have been in, when and not really talking about the movie itself. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, a lot of people reference the fact that it is a movie based on a line of toys, mm-hmm. uh, which it, it, I think immediately lowers it twenty points because it's based sure. on fucking toys. Yeah. Um, this one, I am curious if this is true. Uh, from William Thomas at Empire, the first film mm. to be based on a line of toys. This might not be the last, but it'd take something awful to replace it as the worst. Is it mm. the first film based on a line of toys? Huh. And here's something interesting. It is based on the toys and not the cartoon. Yes. This has nothing to do with the cartoon other which than the nothing. characters are the same. Yep. Which is kind of a, an, an interesting, uh, uh, yeah, interesting. Because I, um, I grew up with a cartoon. And I, I didn't know. Yeah, if, oh, sure. And the cartoon is named He-Man. And I think mm-hmm. maybe He-Man and the Masters of the Universe or some such. But this movie is yep. called Masters of the Universe, which always confused the crap out of me because as a kid, I assumed it was called He-Man. Right. It's tough to find in the video store. Yeah. You gotta go to M, not the H, Amber. Very confusing to my young brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this movie came out in 1987. So is... Uh, it's not really relevant, Amber. Is old. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, and a lot of comparisons are made to, obviously, Star Wars. This movie is... Yeah, it, it's as though the filmmakers said, "Were the kids really into these days?" Oh, Star mm-hmm. Wars. Well, let's just throw some Star Wars into He Man. Uh, so we've got laser blasters. He is He Man. His he wields a giant sword, yes. but now he also has a blaster, and so do all yeah. the bad guys who weirdly are dressed in black. Sort of if if Darth Vader met a stormtrooper, shiny yeah. plastic armor. Yeah, and they're clearly people inside, but whenever they get shot or or sorted, sparks fly out of them, meaning that they are robots. Because, of course, just optically, you don't want He-Man killing people, So, uh, which was actually Mattel said, you will not do this thing. So all of the kind of the, the Stormtrooper-esque folks here are all robots. I want my toys to be mass murderers. <laughs> They yep. made a mistake if they wanted to sell more He-Man to me. I don't Get care. He's not very yeah. heroic if he doesn't at least have a 20-person body count. Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point, Ember. I don't want some Batman bullshit. He-Man just keeps killing robots and leaving the real bad guys alive to go and torment future people. That's bad. I don't want a Batman figurine. I want a Punisher. I want a slaughterhouse. <laughs> Oh, boy. I want somebody who always double taps his enemies for the sake of good. Yeah, that's 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 a beautiful sentiment, Amber, and I couldn't agree more. Deadpool leaves nobody on the board. No, not at all. 
He knows better. He knows better because Deadpool can come back time after time. He knows he needs to end the bloodline, Ember. End that bloodline. It only mm-hmm. leads to problems if you try and lock them. Come on. Come on. You kill the robots, but not the guy yeah. who makes them? Come on, He-Man. Although yeah. he did murder at the end. Uh, mm. I mean, you could say it was gravity, but was it? Although, oh, okay. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, so critics... Yeah. Did not enjoy it, obviously. Nope. It's not a great movie. Some people said that the effects look great. A lot of people said they did not look great. Uh, yeah. Clear Star Wars ripoff. Uh, kids mm-hmm. kids at play have come up with better plots uh, and, okay. and more spectacular effects, provided their mm-hmm. mothers let them play with matches. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Rita Kempley at the Washington Post. Awesome. That's awesome. Lovely. That might be one of my favorite blurbs ever. Yeah, it's very good. Like a dunk blurb. She mm-hmm. that was good. That was good, Rita. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. Um it was a kid's movie no. based on toys that was trying to rip off better stuff to make itself look glitzier. And the plot is kind of a what situation. Yeah, and there's reasons for this. And and it, so the plot most of it takes place on Earth. And the reason for that is budget. Um, apparently, they actually, this this studio either was going to do a little-known movie called Spider-Man, or they could do Master of the, the, Masters of the Universe and uh, Superman 4, The Search for Peace, or something like that. Cool. Um, and they decided to, 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 to split their budget and make those two movies rather than this unknown uh, superhero, I think, called Spider-Man. So um, I, I really feel like they made the right decision. 100%. Everybody remembers that classic Spider super Superman 4. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Masters of the Universe. So critics yeah. obviously got this one wrong. Silly, silly mm-hmm. billies. This is, a, this is yeah. a masterpiece. I think let's talk about this movie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it spends most of its time on Earth. We, we start... Mm-hmm. Uh, in space. Where where is yeah. what's the name of the Eternia, Amber? Eternia and Castle Grayskull on Eternia, which everybody yeah, knows they... is ruled over by a sorceress who gave He Man special powers and a special sword. It's true, and they actually had to fight really hard for the scenes that take place at the begin, essentially mostly at the beginning, at the end, in Grace. They had to fight to make Grace Skull essentially. That makes sense. Again, that's a budget whole fancy yeah. set with glowing doodads. Uh, we also don't. There is no establishment of the relationship between He Man and the Sorcerers. You just know that it starts with Skeletor just laying claim to Eternia. He's yep. he's strolling into the throne room. And at Castle Grayskull, the sorceress already captured in a force field, and that we we are informed by Evil Lynn as as is Franklin. I can't. <sighs> Sorry, I'm all over the place mm-hmm. because I'm so overwhelmed by the majesty of this. We yes. have Frank Langella striding up in this big black cloak, these gloves with little spiny tips on them, this big scepter, essentially. That he doesn't need, but he uses to emphasize every third step. And he's sweeping up and sitting on this throne. Report, Evil Lynn. Speak! Doesn't even give her a chance to actually report to him before he actually, orders yeah. her to speak. It's great. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, we've sealed the gates to the city. Castle is secure. We're c- closing in on some sort of Venturian. We don't know what that is. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care about any of that. Why did you ask me to report? I don't care about Yes, yes, whatever. What about He-Man? 
Mm. What about He-Man? I want him kneeling at my feet, which he almost whispers to himself. Like he doesn't, yeah. he's not saying, what about He-Man? I want him kneeling at my feet. I don't care about securing the city. I don't care we have the whole planet. I want He-Man. And he's still leading the rebel forces. But like, you can tell rebel forces are on the rope. Right. I mean, this this shit is wrapped up. He's already got the castle. Yeah. He's already got the sorceress. But you don't, we don't know anything about He-Man other than he's a big dude with a sword and a gun wearing a leather diaper and a big red cloak. Yep. And that's it. He cares about mm -hmm. the sorceress. He's got two people with him, Tila and Man-at-Arms. Yes. And they're also part of the Ripple Force. But in the cartoon, there's like a relationship between He-Man and the sorceress. And she's like bequeathed him powers that come through the sword. And when he shouts, I have the power, he transforms a bit. Right. And I think he's, right. isn't he like a scrawny gawky dude until he transforms? Maybe. It's been I so die. long. It's it wasn't so a great long. cartoon. None of that is established. It's just Skeletor yeah. already has conquered. He-Man is leading rebel forces, but it doesn't really matter. It's all over, but for the kneeling. And and then you find out that he was able to do this because of a cosmic key that was made by a Ventrexian. And then He-Man stumbles on the Ventrexian and he's got another Weird. key. And yep. they're going to use the key to free the sorcerers from the force field. But then they can't. And so they use the key to travel randomly somewhere else to save themselves from Skeletor's overwhelming forces. And then they, of course, uh -huh. wind up on Earth and get what? Get all, all tangled up with Courtney Cox and her boyfriend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, her boyfriend, uh, Ke she's Julie, and Kevin? Oh, Kevin. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about Kevin. Robert Duncan McNeil. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's when the movie really starts. When we're on Earth, they, they lose the key in transit, so they have to find it again, mm -hmm. and then they have to find the correct pattern of tones, because it's a tonal key. It's, it's like a synthesizer, and it makes pretty lights when you turn it on. Uh, Kevin is the one who finds the key, which is how everybody gets all mixed up with each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, hilarity ensues. Mercenaries are sent after them. People get shot, but all those people are robots, so we don't care. And uh, ultimately, it's a love, a love story, like kind of a toxic abuser love story. I think, what's that thing on Netflix that everybody loves? You? Oh, yeah. I think I've, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine Skeletor is the guy in that. Ah, uh, Okay. <laughs> and He-Man is mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. woman he's obsessing about. I haven't seen it. I just know that I think that's the plot. Yeah, interesting. I um, So you're saying that the toxic relationship is Skeletor and He-Man. I was also thinking about the toxic relationship between Julie and Kevin. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. I had I had glossed over that there are two toxic relationships. Megan, mm -hmm. tell, yes, me, Amber. tell me about Julie. Amber, Julie just had a tragedy in her life. Both of her parents died in their private plane that her dad was driving, flying, piloting. Those are the words. Um, and so Julie is just, she's distraught about this. Um, uh, so she's going to leave town. She needs to, like, take some time, find herself. You know, she's just suffered this huge loss and now needs a little bit of time. And that means that she's going to leave her boyfriend Kevin and we're introduced when she's like at work at this diner thing that um uh with her friends saying like oh you can't you can't leave Kevin Kevin's the the best and she's like I I gotta I I just 
I need time. I need some me time. That seems really, really healthy. How old is she? Is she eighteen or something? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's She's it's like her just out of year. high school. So they're, so yeah. they're teenagers. They're high school yeah. sweethearts, and her parents just died, and she needs a change of scenery. And her friends are telling her, "Sorry, she works at a diner, and her parents had a private plane." Yeah, it's a little confusing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, good for her getting getting her own, you know, yeah. money and yeah. Uh, it's, it's- job I gotta say the life insurance was probably pretty pretty good she's probably, yeah, set she's up probably for a doing while. okay but that's, yeah, that's i mean that's why she dark that's why she can leave amber she's got she's got uh, she's got a villa millions. she's going she's going to yeah yeah i've got to go find myself somewhere in france mm, the coast mm-hmm. so kevin is probably cool if he loves her then he's probably understandable understanding uh, uh-huh. but she's she's gone through a really really tough time. She doesn't want to be in the house that her parents lived in. She needs to she yeah. needs to do something different. He's probably very very supportive. That would make sense, except that when we see Kevin, she talks about how her flight leaves early the next morning, and he tries to convince her to take a later flight. And she says, essentially, stop asking me that question. <laughs> like you've asked me that four hundred times before. I'm. Please, Kevin. We've Please. talked about Kevin. this. I need Kevin, to we've go. talked about this. Did, but I just want you to stay. It's okay. Okay. So this is your last night together with the woman uh-huh. you love. How are you going to spend that evening, Kev? Well, Kevin is a in a band, Amber. And so he's got sound check for their prom. Was it their prom or something? I believe it was, no, the, I believe it was the prom. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's, well, I mean, at least he brings her to the cemetery first to say goodbye to her parents mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where he then finds that the the cosmic key and is immediately enamored of it because it makes it's musical makes yeah. music noises yeah uh, and then yeah he brings her to do sound check so it's just him with his synthesizers and her sitting around listening to him do sound check a thing that she makes clear she's done before <laughs> she's done so many times she is so fucking bored she's like checking out the prom decorations she's barely paying attention to him and then he decides enough with the sound check like i i he touched the the cosmic key and it made lights and stuff so he's going to get it like evaluated by a the, the music shop that he knows. So he leaves her. He just... What? Why doesn't she get to come to the next pointless errand? Uh, she has to guard his stuff? <laughs> what the shit is this kid? Hey, baby, can't you stay? I love you. Okay, now watch me do sound check, and then I'm just going to leave you here for a few hours because I found this cool toy that I'm more interested in. And I don't want my drum set to get taken from the school which is closed i don't know good guy kevin yeah pretty great but when the shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. you know she gets she gets attacked by mercenaries because obviously obviously skeletor can use the key that he has to check Mm -hmm. when the other key is activated so when kevin starts messing around with it he's like okay we've pinpointed it send the scary mercenaries not the whole force because it could be a trap just some scary mercenaries and scary mercenaries they don't find kevin in the key because he left no. but they do find yeah. julie yeah so she gets- essentially like he essentially set up a beacon like here come over here and then he i mean he, he didn't bounced. know I mean, no no he didn't know but that is effectively what, yeah, he that is does, essentially yes. what happened uh, julie julie is ter- just terrorized uh yeah but thankfully he man and his friends show up and save her and they, mm-hmm. they 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 find out that she knows where the key is so then she yeah. t- she takes him to kevin but 
Oh man, Kevin keeps turning that fucking key on. So then some other people find him and put a mind control collar on him and he tells them everything about where the key is because he doesn't have it anymore. A cop took it. Because uh, the, the school gets burned down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But the I mean, mercenaries you, you send... burned down the high school. <laughs> yeah, you send Skeletor's uh, mercenary troops in, of course they're going to, you know, burn down the place. Yeah, no, nobody dies, of course, because mm-hmm. this is a kid's movie based on toys that we want to sell, but they do fucking burn the high school to the goddamn ground and brutalize a coach who happens to be yes. there. Yes. Because Beastman cannot keep his shit together. Oh, Beastman, like, so, so, Skeletor um, specifically says, Amber, that he wants He-Man brought back alive. We can't kill He-Man or he'll be a martyr. We need to bring him in and he needs to, you know, he needs to kneel at my feet. That's what he wants. Oh, that's all he wants. He desperately needs He-Man to kneel at his feet. But this is, Beastman, every time they encounter somebody that everybody's like, hey, we need to ask them questions, Beastman just beats the shit out of them until somebody pulls him off. Like, fuck, we need to talk to him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If this wasn't a kid's movie, he would have eaten them. Oh, yeah. Would have ripped their face off with his teeth. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they, they hunt down Kevin, and yeah. Kevin doesn't have the key anymore. A cop has the key because mm-hmm, of the, mm-hmm. he, cause it's not Kevin's. Kevin found it in a fucking cemetery. Yep, yep. <sighs> anyway. And Kevin, Kevin's out. Like, as soon as, like, he gets an option, he's like, I'm not helping with this shit. Like, I don't know what this is. It is amazing. I, yeah, he is so fucking out. I think the, the, the so he still has the control collar on. When uh-huh. they find him. And they're like, oh, Kevin, yes. where's the key? He's like, I don't have it. And Evil Lynn came and she she asked me all these questions. He's like, well, where is the key? Oh, the cop took it. He took it to the music store to, to have it appraised. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the collar comes off, like, okay, can you take us to the music store? Julie's like, yes, of course. Kevin's like, fuck no. I don't want any part of this. This shit's dangerous. He did just get beaten up by Beastman. But Julie had yeah. all four of them chasing yeah. her trying to stab her with swords shooting lasers at her watch the cop or the the coach get beat up and mm-hmm. barely escaped with her life well the yep. he-man's the only reason she did so she's been through some shit too and her yeah. response is yes of course i'll help you kevin mm-hmm. is out kevin is trying yeah. to convince her to be out kevin yes is a little bit selfish and well yeah. I, I i'm not gonna call him a coward because you know it's it's this is a dangerous situation. There's lasers yes, and monsters. Cos- cosmic forces. I can see why one would want to be out. Yes, that makes healthy, healthy sense. It's just the fact that Julie is in and has already seen the worst of it. She's seen what's happening. She gets it. But says, yeah. yes, that's her choice, Kevin. Yeah. Come on, Kevin. Stop trying to control Julie. Stop trying to control Julie, you toxic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I almost call him a coward. I'm trying not to judge like that. I, I would yeah. want to be out too. Yeah. He-Man... Tila, Master at Arms, and Gwildor? Is that the name of the keymaker? Yeah, Gwildor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're traveling around Earth together, trying to find the key, trying to make the key work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skeletor's forces come for them in the music store. There's a whole showdown. And Tila is left to guard Julie and Kevin mm-hmm. and Gwildor. And the cop, the cop, he's not happy. He's not having it. They have to take his gun away from him. Yep. So when shit's getting real up front in the store, Tila's Tila decides it's time to go up. It's time to time to do her work. You, know, you can't just yeah. leave it to He-Man and Master of Arms. So she's got a gun. Mm-hmm. We have the cop who's being a dick yep. and needs to 
be held at bay because he's going to make some bad moves. We have Kevin, the guy who does not Mm -hmm. want to be there. And we have Julie, badass lady, Mm -hmm. who is totally ready to do what needs to be done. And of course, Tila herself, badass lady, who's often making reference to the fact that she is, you know, the only woman fighting and a badass lady. Who does she give the gun to? Well, Julie, of course. Nope, it's Kevin. Kevin's out. Kevin has stated his preference for leaving. She gives the gun to the man. She gives the gun to Kevin. At least uh, uh, Tila doesn't like go off spouting like feminist statements. Uh, no, no, she, yeah. she she definitely she definitely goes out there, shoots mm-hmm. shoots a bunch of guys to to get yeah. to get them off He Man and Man, man at Arms back, and uh, then yeah. looks directly at the camera <laughs> and says, "Woman at Arms." Yeah, great. Because they need a woman's touch out there. I think she actually yeah. says it, it's, and it seems like you need a woman's touch out here and then does some good fancy shooting and then looks directly at the camera and yeah, pats great. itself on the back for having a woman do stuff. Yeah. After, yeah. without thought, giving the gun to the guy that super doesn't want to be there. Who? Yeah, and, and they've known less long and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, like they've known uh, Julie for twice as long and she's shown like interest in helping versus kevin who yeah was out right away but that's that's neither here nor there megan because the most important part of this movie Mm -hmm. is skeletor ah skeletor skeletor frank langella's shakespearean quite literally he takes there are several lines in this movie that are directly out of shakespeare that does not surprise me it is Mm -hmm epic shakespearean performance he's mm-hmm. he's serving me heartsick he's serving me mm-hmm. lonely he's serving me abusive but but at, at the core of that he he wants control he wants mm-hmm. control of the object of his love his obsession is one born of loneliness and i know this because he fucking says he's lonely repeatedly yes and and very importantly um I have read IMDb tells me that all of those like all of those statements literally came up by Franklin Jella himself. Oh, absolutely. Not not in the script. No. This is just what he brought. Please, I I listened to the rest of that script and then I listened to Skeletor and Skeletor yes. is all Langella. Langella wrote Skeletor. There's no way he didn't. It is is uh, shoot here. Get this. When Skeletor comes on screen, Mm-hmm. I must possess all, or I possess nothing. Or, or when the the sorceress tells him it's not too late to stop this madness, and he responds, "Madness! I demand the destitution, shame, and loneliness of scorn. It is my destiny. It is my right. Nothing will deter me from it." Wow. What does that even mean? I don't know. I I couldn't tell you, but it's it's lovely. Our lifelong battle is ending at last in the only way it could. He is obsessed with getting He-Man. It's not, mm-hmm. let's crush the rebellion. And the, he does mention that like, if He-Man dies, as you said, he becomes a martyr. But if he kneels on mm-hmm. his feet before me and then I kill him, you know, he's weakened. It's fine. It'll, it'll crush the spirit of the people. But that never really right. seems to be his concern. It's, right. yeah. okay, cool. We've crushed everything and I've got the sorceress and, you know, I'm going to... At moonrise, 
the eye of the universe will open and all of its power will flow into me. Whatever that means. He also doesn't explain what he's then going to do with that power, but if they don't get there in time, he'll kill the sorceress and become, I guess, the master of the universe. Essentially a god, yes. So the the goal, I guess, is, is to stop that from happening. And while he is excited about becoming the master of the universe and gaining all the power, he does manage to capture He-Man. And yeah. He-Man comes with him peacefully because when, when Skeletor goes to Earth, it's overwhelming force. And he bargains with his friends. He's like, all right, if you leave my friends alive and you abandon them on Earth, I will come with you willingly. So he's chained there. And old Skeletor really wants to talk to him. He, <laughs> he, really, he yeah. really wants to talk to him. He's, he's not, he wants him to kneel. He really wants him to kneel in chains before him. Very excited about that. But yes, because he won't, he's going to have him whipped. Mm-hmm. He still won't kneel. He still wants to talk some more. So he's like, hey, where is your strength? Where is it gone? Look at your sorceress, old, an old crone, withering, dying. Are you ready to kneel now, proud warrior? Hey, I have your old boo over here, and you had such a great relationship, but she's going to die now. So why won't you mm-hmm. turn to me? And he still won't. And then the iris opens, and he gets all mm-hmm. the universe's power, and he's really, yep. really, he's thrilled. He's like, hey, what, of what consequence are you now? I am I am a god. I am unto a god. I am one with the universe. Kneel before your master. He still won't do it. Fool! How can you not? You're not even my equal anymore. I am more than man. More than life. I am a god. And he gives himself a shiny costume upgrade. Mm-hmm. And he basically just said, you don't matter anymore. Yep. I don't have to care. I am literally Except... a god. And then he immediately says, why I won't care... you kneel? <laughs> I care so I still really much. need you to kneel. I am a god and you don't matter, but mm, please, could you just kneel? Huh. And he won't. Nope. So then, where are your friends now? Tell me about the loneliness of good, He-Man. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? And he's... Yeah, that's a very good line, by the way. Totally Frank's line. So good. It's really good. He's proclaimed himself a god, said that He-Man doesn't matter anymore, but he still won't kneel. And he said, come on, bro, you're all alone. And I'm surrounded by my minions. I have all the power of the universe inside of me, but I'm alone too. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we... Don't you think? And then He-Man's friends show up. Yep. yep. God damn it. They he were almost, yeah. just about to connect. He'd stripped would, him of all yeah. of his friends. He'd isolated mm-hmm. him. He'd whipped him a bunch. He'd put him in chains. He was just about to seal the deal. Yeah. Friends ruin everything. Emma. Friends ruin everything in an abuser relationship. The key yeah. is of always. Mm-hmm. Always isolation. Always isolation. For sure. But really, Megan, it was, it was never about... The sorceress. She was just standing between between him and He Man. It was it was kind of never about the power of the universe. It wasn't even about yeah. It wasn't even coming unto a god. Amber. He really needed He Man, sweaty, in that oh leather boy. diaper, in mm-hmm. chains, yes, on his knees before him. Yeah, because loneliness. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, Langella. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, that's good. That's a good stuff. Yeah. I couldn't appreciate that really as a six year old. I super couldn't, but I do now. Yep. The rest of this movie mm-hmm. is weird nonsense. He-Man is a cipher? Does that work? There's nothing there. There's there's 
virtually nothing to He-Man except for like he looks a lot like the toy. He does. He certainly does. As, as close as one could get to a, a toy. Yep, but a grown man, um, which made me realize how off-putting the toy actually is. Sure, And seeing it in real life, I, I realized, oh, oh dear. Yeah, he's got like, <laughs> although they, they, they softened it for the movie for sure, but He-Man himself uh, has like this page boy higher cut, which is just like on a very large man. It's very, uh, 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 it's more of a dichotomy's mullet. Dichotomy's hard. More of a mullet than the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, He-Man doesn't um he, he he's a fighter amber and he doesn't have much to say about anything other than that. Uh Tila and Man-at-Arms are kind of whatever whatever. Gwilder's clearly meant to be comic relief. Yes, uh played by uh Billy Barty. So Gwildor and um essentially, I mean, here's one thing. Uh, Dolph Lundgren got off really easy by wearing his uh, leather diaper and um, uh, and the sword. Apparently, um, uh, Gwildor and like all both and Skeletor and all the baddies, the their costumes all weighed like fifty plus pounds. Oh yeah, those things were elaborate. And, and they and it's at the time where I think they were just making them out of metal, not actual like you know. Oh yeah. So like. Yeah, they they've actually talked about um um Evil Lynn, who's played by Meg Foster, has talked about like she couldn't sit down. <laughs> like oh, no. she had bruises on her hip bones because of this like metal, metal bustier. like bustier corset thing that she was wearing and couldn't like yeah. like she said it actually lended to her performance as being kind of like just like had to be like uh stiff. stand up as straight as possible, stiff and just yeah. Um yeah. It was very impressive. The costuming and the makeup. Langella's yeah. Skeletor face, really impressive. Really good, uh, yeah. And the, there's the Beastman, and there's a lizard guy, mm-hmm. Sauron, Sauron, whatever. Uh, yep. Very impressive, very impressive uh, makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Visuals were, were good outside of the special effects. But yeah, the, the story is, is weird and nonsensical. Um, the relationships are uncomfortable. And Julie... Uh, you you had said that you remembered the moral of the story yeah. being Julie being free at the end of Very it. different, right? Because like, and, and this struck me, and this is what I thought when we first, like, you the first time you're introduced to Kevin, again, he says that line about like, can't you stay longer? And she's like, we've been over this. No. And like, in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because she needs to learn to be, you know, to give Kevin up. And like, the whole point of this is her like getting away from this like toxic relationship no 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 <laughs> no 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 what happens at the actual end is that uh, uh when so she and kevin are, are sent home from um eternia they're actually sent back in time enough that she's uh julie's able to stop her parents from um going on that fateful um plane ride so what you in fact do is you take away all of what Julie experienced, which, you know, great. She was sad. Her parents were dead. I'm I'm glad they're back. But like, you're now like, she just re- hits reset with Kevin and like, they're, you get rid of her parents being dead, Amber, and she's happy as happy as pie with Kevin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and 
they, they were clearly setting that up when Skeletor injures her and she's dying and the only person who can heal her is the sorceress. So they have to fix the key and get her right. to back to Eternia. Um, right. I mean, which they were going to do anyway because Skeletor had He-Man and was going to become a god, but neither here mm -hmm. nor there. I guess it, it explained why the two humans were still with them as right. laser fire yeah. was happening. But, because they should have been long gone. But as as he's holding her and she's dying, they're both proclaiming their love for each other. I'm like, oh, okay. This, so this is just forever, I guess. Yeah, we're just going to, yeah. You could do better than Kevin Julie. Really can. So the moral of the story really is. Mm. Yeah. You belong Stat. with your high school sweetheart who doesn't understand your needs and leaves you to do sound yeah. check. <laughs> Status quo. Uh, and, and also, uh, Skeletor gets dropped off of a, a walkway that goes into an endless pit that is just in the middle of Castle Grayskull, for some reason, right in the throne room. Yeah, he was using lightning powers to attack, and then he gets thrown into a Yeah, but pit. see, what happened mm, was, weird. Megan, that He-Man got mm. his sword back that was apparently mm -hmm. important in some way, but we don't understand how. No, we don't ever know why, yes. And then he picked it up and he said, I have the power, because that's what he does in the cartoons, and that's part of the, the toy thing. And then I guess he just did have the power, because yep. the god Skeletor zapped him with the lightning, but then the sword stopped the lightning, and then mm -hmm. it sort of transformed him from less of a god and more into just a guy who falls off things. Yeah. Yeah. Because magic sword. Yeah. Great film. Appa Quality film. Apparently, Amber, we didn't watch to the very end. There's a post credit scene. There is. Do you remember this? I do. Yeah. There's water I, at the I, bottom of that pit. Yeah. There's red water and he uh, comes up out of it and says, I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. I actually, uh -huh. I do remember that. So no one really dies. No, no one dies, yeah. And damn it, uh, He-Man Batman's the situation hard because Skeletor will be back. I mean, not in any other movies, but we can imagine yep. because Skeletor is obsessed with He-Man and him kneeling. Of course, yeah. It's beautiful. That movie is weird do you think, and we spent a very long do, time talking about it. Yeah, do you think if He-Man just kneeled, Skeletor would be like, ah, oh, okay. That's all I needed. Thank you. All right, I'm going to just go take a break. I just needed that. So, Ember, on the rock scale, oh, what would you rate this movie? Regrettable, outstanding, crazeballs, K, or solid? This amazingly nuanced and perfect scale for every situation definitely yes, nails this one this time. Come for the nostalgia, stay for the Shakespearean tragedy of the villain, uh, but also not a good movie. So it's it's not yeah. really K, it's not yeah. really... Well, Frank Langella's crazeballs, and the yeah. plot in and of itself is conceptually craze balls but not necessarily craze balls in a fun way so much as right there's that uh mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. don't enjoy the lady characters that much i mean tila's fine she doesn't like eating meat so i really responded to that as a kid i was like oh i don't like right. eating meat either it is disgusting that we rip flesh off of bones thank you tila yeah. But then she gives the gun to Dum Dum Kevin. And then immediately after that, Julie's just like, okay, dead mom. I'm sure mm -hmm. it's you. And for some reason, you happen to require the mastic mystical key that we happen to have come into contact with. Yes, I will betray everything and immediately give it to you. You weren't my yeah. mom. Oh, now I'm dying. Um, yeah. So it's not, you know, I watched it as a kid. I knew it was bad as a kid, but it was a movie I was allowed to watch. And it was based on toys that I liked and... Fuck me, Mattel did 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 the thing they were trying to do. They got they did they got they did. me, but they didn't keep me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you know who did? Who's that? 
Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor is pretty great. And honestly, a little bit evil in, you know? She yeah. drew me in. She had her own pathos going on. And I was reading that Meg Foster, the actress, um, actually had a whole plot in her head as of, of the Lady Macbeth character um, for her character. Um, you know, that makes sense. You know, she's the yeah. right hand of a powerful man. She's nothing but supportive. But ultimately, mm-hmm. he's just using her. And in the yeah. end, she fucks the fuck out of there. It's like, you know what? I can see this is going down. He'll, he literally has the power of the universe and he's still obsessed with He-Man. He doesn't even see me. Yeah. And he's going to, go. this is going to be his downfall. He's literally unto a god and yeah. he's going to get, I'm out. Get, get get my shit. Get my shit. You're all my people now. We're going. We're going. Yeah. Smartest character there. For sure. I hope when he works his way out of that sludge and comes crawling back to Evil Inn, Evil Inn mm-hmm. kicks him in the face and says, nope. That's yeah. what I want. That would make That's this movie what... good. I like the movie in, in, in that actor's head better than... So this movie's not good. I don't recommend nope. watching it, except no. except to just drink in the villains. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Good stuff. Megan, do you have a niece's story? So, Amber, um, Maddie has recently been having some, like, she was a little bit sick. She's a little bit sick, um, which is what she says. Um, and uh, she has been having some trouble sleeping. And so she woke up from a nap, uh, real, real, just real mad. Um, and uh, I was talking to her later about it and asking her, like, hey, you know, sometimes when you wake up, it's, it's, you're real, real sad. Is there something that would make you feel better? Um, and she told me happy things. So, you know, just gotta try harder with happy things, Amber. She's as bad as you are with direction. Yeah, pretty much. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Well, you don't have a preference? You know, just something good. Yeah, just, (laughs) yeah. Don't let me down. Just do something I'd like. (sighs) Although... In fairness, I would sometimes just send you into the store with like, I don't know, surprise me. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't have a preference either most of the time, which makes it hard. I do have preferences. I just, yeah. usually the things we're choosing between or amongst are things that I already prefer. So right. I've already kind of yeah. selected my top five. And right. I feel like at that point, my work is done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's good to know. Like, I'm not just going to hand you happy things. I'm going to say, okay, of these five things, anything outside of this, I will stab you in the eyeball. But mm. among these five, I'm good. I'm copacetic. I'm so easygoing. So easygoing. So not stabby. Yeah. All right. I'm, uh, that makes total sense, Amber. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Sure. We can do... Wait, do you have one too? Or should we just, just go for the full nostalgia episode? Oh, uh, why don't we go for the full nostalgia episode? Do you remember those other toys you used to play with? Like He-Man, obviously, Mm -hmm. loved those toys. The cartoon can kind of go fuck itself. I I didn't. I liked it in that it was a cartoon I was allowed to watch and the toys were neat. Uh, I have this. I I actually have it on my shelf. Skeletor's like shark mobile. You remember? It's purple and blue. Yes. And the front Mm -hmm. of it is like a shark's mouth. I don't know why that's on my shelf, but it is. Sure. Sorry. So other toys. I also happen to have a bingo bag. Yes, a bag intended for bingo paraphernalia filled Mm -hmm. with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the basement. Yay. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the normal stuff, a Leonardo, a Raphael, a disguise Donatello where he's wearing, yeah. you know, a flasher trench coat and has just a human okay. flesh human mask face. to go yeah, over his own terrifying. turtle beak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a spaceman Raphael. Mm-hmm. I've got a swimming Leonardo, you know, a panda yep. guy. Two bat guys. He's, yep. His name's Wingnut. And he's got like, his wings, they have little compartments for little weapons. I always like that. I didn't need two of them. I got a Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. He's he's creepy. A lot of body hair on that figurine, but mm. all of it's flesh colored. So he's just, the, his torso is painted flesh colored and he's wearing sort of a, a belly shirt, but it's got okay. hair on it, but it's the same wow. color as the rest of it. So he's just got a hairy six pack. Okay. Of, it's sort of like worms. It's sort of like he has little worms on his tum-tum. It's upsetting, yeah. Great uh-huh. toys. Also, he's wearing a hockey mask. Why did we think that was okay? Yeah, I don't know. On that note, a, a game was recently released, brought to our attention by Danathan. Not that we needed it, okay? Like, if I'd looked on Game Pass and I'd seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, I obviously would have played it. Obviously. Did he make sure that we all were aware of it at an opportune moment? Maybe. Fine. I'll give you that, Danathan. But Megan, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, or I think that's what it's called, has been yep. released on fucking Game Pass. It's a six-player game. It yeah. is. It is so intended for us, us yeah. right here, the childrens of the 80s and the 90s who grew up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon and who also mm-hmm. grew up literally playing the arcade game of, I believe, the same name. It is the same yes. mechanics. You can throw dudes at the screen. You can whap yep. them. You can co-op. But this time, you can play as Casey Jones and April mm-hmm. and Splinter, as well as the four turtles. And it is fun co-op silliness. And there's even the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song plays as you open the game straight yeah. from the fucking cartoon. It's, mm-hmm. It is essentially identical, but updated, but not too updated. Right. Yep. The graphics still feel really much the same. The, the 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 animations that they do. Yeah. It's all very, very much uh, uh, arcade game of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of, mm-hmm. of the past. And they have added some really amusing co-op features. It might seem silly, but when you start the game, you select a character. It shows you all of the special moves you can do, including the ones that, like as you you level up the characters as you go, and it unlocks new special abilities. But it shows you how to do things, how to throw people mm-hmm. and how to do the moves. But it also shows you that when you press certain bump buttons, one, you can taunt people. And every mm-hmm. character has a, their own taunt. Splinter meditates and Raphael just laughs. But you can also revive your, your teammates if they get downed by shoving yep. a piece of pizza in front of their face. And you can high five each other mm-hmm. and, and share health if the other yes. person's down and you have ample health bar. Yeah. So they've added, it's the first time we played it was really smooth and seamless to do online co-op the second time we tried Mm -hmm. it it was a little bit jankier but it's still super duper duper fun and super duper duper nostalgic and yeah just delightful it gets chaotic with lots of it's chaotic with one person it's very chaotic with five so hard to keep track of who you are Mm -hmm. and where you are especially when you're one of the turtles it's uh yeah it's stupid fun I, I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Six. Pe- How often is there a game where you can play as six people cooperatively? It's so just great. Rare. So yeah. rare. Too rare. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I agree with this recommendation wholeheartedly. This has been endorsed by Megan. Mm-hmm. And thus it is good. Yes. 
well, we've done a good job here. We talked about mm-hmm. a movie that wasn't that good. And the critics nope. agree that it wasn't that good. But, you know, there are nice parts of it. And also we watched it as kids. And it had to be examined just in case. Because mm-hmm. we can't trust the critics, Megan. Got to bookend yeah. this with that. You can't trust them. Can't trust them, Amber. Can't trust them. They're doing this for profit. You know? Mm-hmm. You can't trust that agenda. We're doing it for free. And thus you can trust what we say. We have the integrity that only poverty can grant you. Well, Amber, I will uh, wrap this up like I always do by saying to you, my friend Amber, you can eat all the rocks you want in the prison mines. Trapjaw. What? Which is the thing that He-Man said to Trapjaw when Tila was about to put him in the Porto prison. The Porto prison, which is like a Porto potty. Yep. She, she, she whips out a portable prison out of her pocketless outfit. It's what the... Okay. Say. So yeah. she's she's essentially wearing what I would assume is a very skin tight outfit, whips out a portable prison. Yes. That apparently is also lousy with rocks. Yes. And presumably Trapjaw was complaining about not being able to eat rocks before this for that yeah. sick burn to land. Yeah, that's what I would have to assume. I don't have See? the pre I'm gonna quote. eat all of your rocks. Well, I'm gonna put you in this portable jail cell that I keep on my person somewhere, don't ask. And you can eat all the rocks you want. That seems fine. If he, what's he, what he wants is to eat rocks, then she's honestly helping him. That's I don't know true. if captivity is for the best, but maybe it's for his own safety. You know, maybe it this is be. sort of like a witness protection thing. Trapjaw wanted to get away from Skeletor. He was afraid mm-hmm. to, because Skeletor always told him, there won't be enough rocks where you go. You want those sweet rocks, Trapjaw? Only I can give them to you. The world isn't filled with rocks, Trapjaw. You only get the rocks that Skeletor gives you, or you will starve. From a dearth of rocks. I don't wow. know what dearth means. But oh, I think it's I think something Skeletor would say. He would. Well, Frank Langello, yes. Skeletor, yes. As it turns out, rocks everywhere, including Tila's portable prison, which was definitely in her lady pocket. If you don't have pockets, oh, boy. you always have one pocket. Yeah. Delightful. Well, Amber. Bye. What? Lady pocket. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.